The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and God, Amen. Happy Palm Sunday. We are all, I think, holding palm branches and Abuna David just announced that we shouldn't be playing with them and doing, doing that annoying sound of cutting the, the olive branches. And he said they are not crafts. And, but we want to know what is that? Why, why are we holding these palm branches? Are they crafts? And we want to do nice shapes and cross, fancy cross like the one I'm holding now. Or why do we hold these palm branches? I think, I think we are trying to remember what has been done when the people welcomed Jesus Christ entering triumphantly to Jerusalem. And we all know that what the meaning of that feast. He was entering as a king. He was entering as a king. And if we are holding these branches, I hope we understand that we are parts of the, His kingdom. We are announcing Him a king over our lives. Otherwise, we are doing something meaningless. We don't understand why are we holding these palm branches. We, we don't understand why. And so we need to understand this very well, that He is the King of our lives, the King over our hearts. We are parts of His kingdom. He came to say that the kingdom of God is at hand. And we should be living that kingdom. But living that kingdom is a privilege, but every privilege has a responsibility. And the responsibility is to live according to His rules. And I think, going back to the point of understanding, I, it stopped me the, the, what St. John, we read this, the same incident as it is written in the four Gospels. So I want to stop on, on St. John, the Gospel of St. John. When he said, Then Jesus, we have, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, and as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey, donkey's colt. He is quoting the book of Zechariah. It's a prophecy that the Zechariah was saying, Rejoice, O daughter of Zion, rejoice, Jerusalem, because your king is coming, lowly. And, and riding on a donkey. So he was saying, we didn't know that we are fulfilling a, a prophecy of the Old Testament. His disciples did not understand these things at first. So they didn't understand. St. John is saying that. When this has happened, we weren't understanding what's going on. If I were to meet him, and I asked him, what did you understand later on? I think I'm going to speculate what he would say. But I'm going to do guided speculation. I'll try to be guided by the, the readings that the church prepared for us on this day. We had, as, as we, we are used to in every liturgy, to have three passages before the gospel. 
a passage from the Pauline epistle from St. Paul, a passage from the Catholic epistles, and today was from St. Peter, and a third passage from the book of Acts. I'm going to try to use these three passages as they are ordered to be read today with this incident, to use them as guidelines for us to understand how St. John would answer the question, what did you understand after this event had happened, after the erection, what did you understand? And you're going to find, I think, a very uh, surprising, I can say, surprising passage from the Pauline epistle, from the epistle of, of St. Paul to the Hebrews. He says, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. What this has to do with the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ to Jerusalem? What this has to do with it? I think he's trying to tell us. He answered as, huh? As? As? High priest. He answered as a king, but he is saying here, he's not just a high priest, he's not just a king, but he's entering as a high priest. A priest should be coming with a sacrifice. Which sacrifice he was, he was going to sacrifice? Himself. Himself. So very special high priest. Very special sacrifice. By the way, this day, which is four days or five days before the Passover, this time when Jesus entered Jerusalem, it was filled with many Pilgrims, people who are coming to, to visit Jerusalem, all the Jews coming from everywhere for the Passover. So, but that day, five days or four days before the Passover, it was the, the, the habit of the people bringing sacrifice during the Passover day. To bring their sacrifice, ten, four days or five days before, before the Passover. The Passover was usually celebrated on the 14th of Nisan, the, the Hebrew month of Nisan. So, they should bring their sacrifice, sacrifices four days before the Passover day. So, which is the 10th. It's exactly like today. Before he gave us his body and blood on the Last Supper. So, Jesus entered while the people are bringing their sacrifice to Jerusalem to be sacrificed on, on the, the, the tabernacle or the temple of the Old Testament. But he entered as a sacrifice himself. So they understood that Jesus entered, yes, as a king. But not as an earthly king. But as a king who, is, who will sacrifice himself. Who will give up himself as a priest who will intercede on our behalf, not by praying for us, but by giving his blood for us. And I like what he said when he, when, when he concluded this passage by saying, having obtained eternal redemption. So we are celebrating today, that's why that's a major feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. And major feasts are always related to our salvation. 
You remember when, when the, the wise men came to him when he was born, what did they bring? Three gifts. What are the three gifts? Gold, because he's a king. Myrrh, because he was, he was going to suffer. And frankincense, because he was a priest. And here we see, he's entering as a king, he's entering as a high priest, he's entering as a sacrifice. He's fulfilling the prophecies. And then, the Catholic epistle from St. Peter. He says, therefore, since, the, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, if we accepted that Jesus died for us, if we accepted that he came to suffer for us, then, here is what we should do. Arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. We need to suffer. What kind of sufferings? Life is full is full of sufferings. I, every, I almost every week at least, at least every week, I would, I would have been asked a question of why there is a lot of suffering in, in this world. Why God is, has created us while we suffer? Why is He seeing our suffering and He is not putting an end to all these sufferings? It, repeatedly, and I preached the, the, this answer to this mess, these questions many, many times. But we keep getting these, ans these questions. And the reason why is, we are perplexed by the, the pain this, in this world. But the Bible is telling us, this world is not our final place to live in. This is not the kingdom. The earth is not the kingdom. The kingdom is in heaven. And we have a glimpse of it in the church, in our hearts. But it's not the final destination. Our final destination is the kingdom of God. That's why we need to have the same mind of Christ. We might suffer. We might accept pains. Whether the, the natural pains or the pains that we might take voluntarily by showing love to others. Or by living a holy life in a, in, in a world who doesn't value at all. Whose values are very different from holiness. Very alienated from anything that is holy. To live a holy life in such a world is not easy. But this is the mind of Christ. This is the mind of Christ. That's why he goes on to say... That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for, for the lusts of men, lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, the will of the, the world. When we walk in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. I think we, we all have partaken a way or another on such bad things. But it's time to repent. It's time to repent. If we are accepting him as a king, then we need to repent. Then we need to change our lives. We need to accept him and give him the, the, our, 
heart, but we should be wholeheartedly, our whole hearts. We should live with him wholeheartedly. And the last thing, the, the, from the book of Acts, we read that the passage that was read for us on, on this day was the, the very last passage of the book of Acts, which ends abruptly. Usually the books of the, 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 the Bible are, have an ending, like glory be to God forever, or uh, amen, just the word amen, it's an ending. Let it be so. An ending. But the, the book of Acts is different. It has a very abrupt end. And and the reason why it has that abrupt end is we need to continue the history of the church. If this is the history of the early, of the very early church, then we need to continue. And before that, it was said about St. Paul. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. He lived his life to preach the word of God. And I think we are called to preach. If you accepted him as a king, I said, we understood that he is a high priest and a sacrifice. We understood that we need to live not according to the will of the flesh or the will of the world, but the will of God. And three, we need to preach. If preaching doesn't need to be by words like what I'm doing, but by our lives. I think going back to the question, why are we on this earth with all that suffering and injustice, social injustice, all kinds of injustices, why are we here? And I think one answer is, the answer I gave to the first, the last person asked me those questions. I told him or her, and I said, you have kids. And that person said, yeah, I have kids. And how much were you waiting for those kids to come? Have you seen people who doesn't have kid, kids, and they are willing, but they cannot get kids. They don't, they, they are, for a reason, medical reason or whatever, they cannot have kids. It's not easy. We see how it is not for people, for the people who, they, they want to have kids, but they don't not have. I've, I've met many of those. So why do we have kids? Because we love them. We want to give them our love. Even before they come. Even before they come. We, we want to, we have a, a love inside us. An instinct of love that we want to pour to our kids. And I think that the kids who have seen the real love of their parents, they will have an answer, why are we here? Because God loved us and He wanted us to be created and to enjoy His kingdom, His love. Okay, why there is injustice? Why there is sufferings in this life? Because... There is fallenness. We have fallen. But again, God came to sacrifice Himself to give us the, the, the hope of eternal life. The hope that we can be with Him eternally. That's why he, he created us to enjoy His love. Exactly as any parent, they are willing to have kids, to give their, their kids their love. I hope we, 
we understand that when we are holding today the fallen branches, we are celebrating him as a king and sacrifice and as a high priest. And that we need to live according to his will and according to his pattern and according to his example. And we need to show this. Again, as I said, the people who are asking why are we here, they need to look for an example of love around them. Even if they didn't find the perfect love in their parents, they can find it somewhere. And that's an example of, of the love of God. A tiny example, a very tiny example. And when we see that, we feel committed to Him. To be holy and to preach His kingdom. And glory be to God forever.